The Network Live. News, insights, and stories right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear world news, insights, and stories from guests around the world. The Network Live is your pathway to connecting people and ministries. Everybody wants to be in love, have great kids, and the perfect home. But nobody wants to talk about how to get there. At Home with Debbie Rule is a safe place to get advice on how to fight fair or call 911. In-laws or outlaws? Who the heck are these kids and what do I do with them? Let's face it, modern family isn't all fairy tales. Because there are a few places that really explore the reality of relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly, At Home with Debbie Rule is a place where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and testimonies. I'm Debbie Rule. Join me every Sunday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule, a talk show about home, family, and relationships. At Home with Debbie Rule, right here on 95.3 FM and knelradio.com. Follow us at Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. I look forward to seeing you this weekend, Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. at Home with Debbie Rule. Good morning and welcome to the Network Live. I'm your host, Debbie Rule. Today we'll be hearing a prophetic message from Pastor Hank Kuhneman. He'll be sharing his prophetic insight on the coronavirus right here on the Network Live today. Now, today is the 11th. Uh, the number 11 is very interesting. It speaks of two things prophetically, either disorder So you have a choice. You can go the direction of disorder or you can go the direction of transition. And it's to transition you into something powerful. That's good. Okay. There was 11 uh, apostles at the time. Judas, he killed himself. It was, there could have been disorder. They could have chosen that direction. Instead, they, they, they cast lots. And as a result, they transitioned into the right kingdom, authority and order and the fire of God fell. When you move towards transition to what God wants and what God says, the glory will always back it up. So I want to encourage you. You're going to see God's hand in the midst of this. I I don't know of anybody who knows or probably hears from God. I'm sure there's plenty out there that hear from God like Pastor Hank Kuhneman. And uh, just this week in our church, he prophesied that there would be an earth. There would. He we stood on our platform uh, just this past week and said, "I'm I'm standing over Jakarta. The Spirit of the Lord says, pray over Jakarta." Let's pray and prophesy. I don't know what it is. I don't even know where Jakarta is. But then we see on the news, I think it was just yesterday, there was a 5.0 earthquake in Jakarta. And they said it could have been a lot worse. All right. Well, let's get into the content. And so when I heard the Lord say, I want you to do a prophetic false conference call, I had no clue what it was going to be. Two nights later on a Thursday night, I got up at 3 in the morning and I went down and I began to pray. And I said, Lord, something I sense you're wanting to speak to us. And uh, I didn't hear what anything i just perceived and paul the apostle in the bible he he talked about how he would perceive and it's different than hearing you're not hearing the the voice of the lord instead you're you're feeling the heart of god and so i began to uh perceive that the lord was wanting to talk about the coronavirus and i felt like that was the direction that he was going to go and so uh i said to him i said lord what do you want to say to the people and he said to me I began to hear his voice speak. He said, Hank, I've been grieved in my heart uh, at how my people have been looking at this virus and taking up its position. 
think about it, how they're looking at the virus and taking up its position. In other words, they're getting into a place of fear. And it's not saying that that's not a real disease. It's simply just saying that God is grieved because he wants us to understand that he is taking care of this. We need to uh, agree with God and see his answer come and, and his mercy extended. So here's, here's the thing that uh, I began to perceive in my heart. I was reminded of a prophecy that I shared back in October, and I, I, I didn't even put two and two together, and I prophesied something similar January 15th of 2020. Now, I want you to know we're going to put out, I talked to Sunil, he is going to put these prophecies out on our website, hankandbrenda.org. Uh, I was going to have you just follow along with me, but I felt like you need to hear, not just try to read ahead, you need to hear, okay? And it says, uh, January 15th, for the Lord says, seasons come, seasons go, seasons change, and there is a changing of the seasons for even as spring begins to arise upon the land of the United States, now this is in January, look carefully, for something shall emerge, and it will be in a fledgling state. So something's going to emerge in March that's going to be so small, so fledgling, you might miss it. And he says, when you see this, this will mark this decade that I speak to you about. Pay attention to March. Watch your march as there is something that will begin to blossom and it will spring forth and it will be a sign of what shall emerge in its full expression. As soon as I perceived that this is what God was saying, I realized, Lord, that's exactly how you operate in the earth. When the enemy uses fear, he's the spirit of fear. Right. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, Amen. love, and a sound mind. So the enemy is wanting us to look at this coronavirus and look at it uh, as a way of fear. God is trying to say, but folks, there's something emerging. It's so small. And I'm going to take you through the scriptures and show you this is how God operates. That, that when it looks like things are out of control or it looks like something is bringing such fear, God allows something to emerge and, and, and it's so small and so fledgling, you almost miss it. And so he spoke to me and he said, Hank, what is coming? Think about it. If, if he said blossom, blossom is life, okay? So automatically he's speaking something's coming contrary. Something contrary to what the coronavirus is, which is connected to death, correct? Fear. He said there's something that will emerge that has to do with life. It's going to blossom, and he said it's going to mark your decade. It's interesting that we're seeing a similar pattern. The new millennium was a crossing into a new millennium and a new era, and what, what preceded it? Fear. Y2K. Y2K. That's right. We're seeing a new decade, a new era, a global awakening, and what is the predominant spirit that we are now having to deal with again? It's the now. spirit it's of fear. Truth. And the truth. enemy wants you to get your eyes on the fear and miss what God is wanting, and, and not just wanting, but what he's in the process of doing. And so I asked the Lord, I said, tell me, what is it? What is this, this fledgling thing? And he said, Hank, it's the healing of the nations. And... He said, it's, gonna, it's, it's in process. Now, I want to read you a prophecy. This prophecy was March 17th, and it mentions uh, things that have already come to pass. And you need to hear it because this is part of what God's talking about. And then I'm going to read the last statement of this prophecy. It says on March 19th that there is a day and there is a way that's coming fast to the United States. Did you hear what I said, says the Spirit of God? There's a way and there is a day that is coming to this nation. And there has been too much bickering, backbiting, and division. But this shall become a thing that will be settled. And there is a shift 
that is taking place in the United States where I'm rising up upon this land and I'm healing it and it is in process. Do not think those who are speaking loudly and they are speaking, but they're not speaking by me. And they've gathered in a place even away from the White House and they've been gathering in secret and they have formed and they will form a, a proverb upon the land. This was 2017. And they will say, impeach, impeach, impeach. First of all, did we not see bickering, fighting, division? Have we not seen that they gathered away from the White House? Did we not see that there was a proverb on the land, impeach, impeach, impeach? Yes or no? Then God goes on in the prophecy and he says, but this shall be swallowed up. Did it get swallowed up? Yes or no? Then watch the last thing he says. Watch, for in this day you will see that there's a healing balm that shall begin to flow upon this land and it's part of my plan to bring and unite this nation. Now, the prominent thing that we're seeing is fear, the coronavirus. God says something is blossoming, which is life that is emerging and it's so small, it's so fledgling, we may miss it. So I said, Lord, what is it? He said the corona outbreak and vaccine that's going to come, it's already in process. Some are already saying that there's a discovery in Israel. They said it, it, it was discovered, and it's, and it's moving fast. There's also reports that there's something happening in the United States, and, and uh, I believe it was the United Kingdom, and, and God referenced that in a prophecy. But it's all part of the healing of the nations. Yes. The enemy doesn't want you to think that. He's trying to destroy the nations. And the enemy doesn't want you to see the good and that God will arise in the midst of this, and he's going to arise out of the midst of this. So listen to the prophecy. It didn't say nobody would die. Didn't say it wouldn't be a pandemic. Really, the pandemic is the fear. Yes. Okay? He never said nobody would die. He didn't say that there wouldn't be uh, an outbreak. He never said that. He said, it says, listen to me who dwell upon this planet. This was February 9th, 2020. And those of you who dwell in the United States, for there is fear that is gripped and panicked regarding the coronavirus. We're seeing that. Yet listen to the words that I speak to you at this moment, says the living God. Why do you fear, United States? Now, it was a word to the United States. For I've spoken to you before, and I'm speaking to you now again, that I've extended and opened a window of mercy to this nation at this time. It does not mean nobody died, nobody will die. He's saying mercy. In other words, I can think of a lot of reasons this nation deserves judgment. But the scripture says in the book of James that mercy triumphs over judgment. God has chosen to extend mercy. And if he's saying that, I am not going to demand judgment. Come on, I'm not going to get on the side of asking God for a pandemic. That's right. Instead, I'm going to side with him. Mercy. Yes. And he said. Thank you, Lord. He said, therefore, now listen carefully. Therefore, the virus they speak of. The prognostication, the diagnosis, the fear. My mercy is the quarantine that shall be greater than what they have spoken to you, United States. So he's saying, my mercy that I'm extending to this nation is what's going to be in place that's going to keep this thing from having the effect that they're saying all over the media. But but Hank, let me add a thing to that because here's the, the real deal. And those of you that are listening... If, if you look at the statistics, okay, I mean, the, you know, the media has blown this thing out of proportion, but the number of cases, I mean, and it, you've seen all the same uh, news articles we have, 
that the number of flu cases that people are dying from is so far exceeds the number of these coronavirus cases. So that just tells us that there is a politicizing of it. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't concerns and things people need to do because they aren't aware or what's going on here. So some of that does create the fear. But the fact of the matter is just the simple knowledge of the stats should say there's not a reason to go into a tailspin. And I think, here's the thing, the enemy wants people to, the Bible says in Luke chapter 21 and 26, and if you don't know this scripture, memorize it. But it says in Luke 21, it says people's hearts will fail them because That's of true. fear. They, and then it goes on to say, because they will see everything coming on the earth. Well, today, I mean, I can't even open my phone without... Fox News going off and every and every you can't open Facebook without another post. And so we're seeing in real time everything that's happening. And I believe that God is calling on us to take authority over this spirit of fear. It's the prophecy said God is extending mercy. It's not the virus. It's the fear that is causing us trouble Amen. right now. And you reference that people's hearts will fail them for fear because they're looking at the things coming on the earth. Yes. That is Luke 21, 26. But if you read verse 28, Jesus said, when you see these things, look up. So yes. get your perspective from That's what God. He said. And he said, for your redemption draweth nigh. And everybody refers to that primarily as, well, that's Jesus returning, and yes, it is, but, but it's also a prophetic pattern of how God operates as long as His Spirit is in the earth, and as long as His Spirit is in the earth, He will extend goodness to mankind, and He said, your redemption draweth nigh. In other words, I always have a redemptive plan, mm -hmm. so this is what God's trying to say to us right now. There's a redemptive plan, and, it's his, and here's what a redemptive plan is. Look up, your redemption draws nigh, or I always have a redemptive plan, and that's a plan of help and a plan of hope. Now, Well, you see it in the prophecy. It yeah. said, my mercy is the quarantine. Yeah. That is a redemptive plan from heaven mm -hmm. saying that I will yeah. extend mercy and not as many people will die as they are saying. So and, we have to have confidence. And then um, he said, I'm honoring covenants. Now, what, there's two things God can't do. He can't lie and he can't go back on his covenants. Said there, I'm honoring covenants so of those who stood before me and knelt and prayed and wept upon the shores of the sand of your beaches, the very rocks of this nation. Now, this is the part that people got stirred up about. And because of the administration that stands in this land who honors me. We have a vice president yeah. that's in the administration that honors God and is, and is absolutely praying, seeking the face of the Lord, and is, uh, is, is right now at the helm. And there's others in the administration doing the same thing. But now notice how this lines up with the Bible. So it's not an unbiblical prophecy here. Who honor the covenants of your forefathers and the Constitution. And because they've aligned themselves with Israel, God says if you bless Israel, you'll be blessed. So is that true? And they have. They're a friend of Israel. It says also because they've sided on the right side of life, life in the womb. Everybody that knows the Scripture knows that one of the hardest judgments over a king, over a people, and over a nation is when they were sacrificing children to Baal and Molech. But when they would make a stand for life, God would bring a righteousness. When there was a righteous king or a righteous decision, and they didn't even have to be. Cyrus was not even a God-serving king. No. People get mad at the president right now and want him to be pastoral. But here's the thing. He's, he's got an honor in his heart doesn't mean that he's necessarily serving him the way that we think that he should, but because he's aligning his honor with God, God is honoring the nation. He's honoring the things of God, and yes, that right. is so important. So it says, and because they've also 
have honored, God says, do not fear this virus. Then he goes on, he said, as I did with the bird flu, I cut its wings off. As I did with the swine flu, I, I, I send it from your coast. As I stomped out SARS, I will smack my covenant hands together and shall break the influence and power from touching this nation in a way they say. Now, I've had people say, well, Pastor Hank, but the curse, Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the says of the law didn't say of the curse there's still an earth curse there's still an earth curse that's why we still fight and so stuff. i want to say this to, to some of you that you know you quoted that to me listen he redeemed us from the curse of the law that's what the scripture says he didn't redeem us from the curse that's in the the sin curse world yet okay sickness is still part of the, the earth curse because if that was the case and the world would be perfect so he it's needs not. us to get in agreement and he's telling us what to do he said, I speak to you that you would speak upon this land. And he said, pray for others in other nations, for there is a sting that shall grip them. We're seeing that and bite them. We're seeing that. Mm -hmm. It is your prayers that if you speak upon this land that the Lord is good and my mercy endures forever, it is what I will honor. I don't think we need to be saying anything else, but the Lord is good and his mercy Come endures on. forever. Speaking in the midst of fear. Again, something is emerging. Something is blossoming. That's life. It's that God is going to emerge something out of the midst of this and in the midst of this that is going to shift this whole nation and the nations towards a unity, a healing of the nations, medical breakthroughs, medical discoveries. Uh, the economy is going to be stimulated. We're going to see a world trade that is going to be so amazing for the purpose of the great awakening. Now, God said this. He prophesied March 1st. So this was just a few days ago. Yep. He said, therefore watch, this is March 1st, therefore watch as I speak of my good, goodness. They say this is an end time plague regarding the virus. But God says, I'm extending my mercy. I'm extending my goodness at, that, at this time. Therefore watch what arises. There shall not only be a spotlight upon you, Israel, but there will be a spotlight upon this nation and the United Kingdom. And I will gather together the nations and they will say, we join together, and we will fight, and we will attack this together. How many of that's happening? Yes, it is. It, it, listen, that's the answer to keep war from being a base right. war. It does. He said, watch what's going to come. Cures. More than one shall be the result and the manifestation of my mercy. And rather than what men prognosticate and declare by the spirits of fear, it shall be a sign. Listen to me, says the Spirit of God. The enemy was afraid of your protests, China. Your government was afraid of your protests. This is not just the hands of the enemy. It's the hands of man afraid of what is about to erupt in you, Asia, and shaken in the very soil of the bamboo curtain. This, they cannot stop this and what I'm about to do. So listen to me, China. Listen as the nations gather with the cures that shall begin to come forth, shall mark, God says, a healing of the nations. And this is what I've pronounced, says the Spirit of God, that I have come to heal the nations, and I will do it and I will let it rain upon the just and the unjust. And watch what begins to happen as manifestations of this healing shall come quickly. Watch what will follow. Diseases of your present that have plagued you for decades and decades shall be eradicated. I've come to heal the nations. And you shall say from your lips, not only great is your God, but you shall say, Hosanna. Hosanna, the Lord saves. Thank Blessed you. is he who comes in the name of the Lord, says the Spirit of God. What God is doing 
In its fledgling state is so small, you may miss it. And I want to give you biblical examples. Now, God operates in the earth by agreement, so does the enemy. Two or more agree as touching any one thing, it will be done by my Father in heaven, Jesus said. The enemy works by agreement too. And, and so we need, to, we need to speak right. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And when we do that, you know, and I, and I was writing this in my book and I'm, I've got to explain it right. But you know, there was a day that God honored. He had given authority and anointing to a prophet named Elijah that God honored his words. And he said, didn't say at God's word, it shall not rain. It said at my word. And I believe there is coming such an authority and anointing upon the prophets that are coming and being raised up in this time that when they say something, it's going to happen. All right, again, January 15, 2020, God says seasons come, seasons go. There's a changing of seasons for as spring begins to arise, which is just a few days away. God says upon the land of the United States, look carefully for something shall emerge and it shall be in its fledgling state. Now at the end, I'm going to read you a prophecy that Sunil sent me that I thought was very interesting about the fall. And it says, when you see this, it'll mark the decade that I'm about to speak to you. Pay attention to March. Watch your March as something will begin to blossom, spring forth, and it'll be a sign of what shall emerge in its full expression. And I believe that it's the opposite. It's, it has to do with the medical cures and what is going to come out of this coronavirus, quote, what they're saying is a pandemic. Really, it's the fear that's the pandemic. You watch what comes out, the good that comes out of this and what the Lord that we already went over. Now, I want to show you how God will do something that is contrary or so small that you almost miss it. First Kings chapter 19. The prophet was uh, in a cave, Elijah, and notice the Lord was not in the wind, he was not in the fire, and he was not in the earthquake. So all of those things are very fearful. Fearful winds, fire, earthquakes. God was not in the things that were obvious and, 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 and would have caused fear. Same way with the coronavirus. God is trying to say there's something small. It's so small, so fledgling, you may not know that God's involved. Guess what he heard? A still, small voice. It was small, it was insignificant, and it was very contrary to the dynamic, loud, fire, wind, and an earthquake. Second example is Jesus in Mark chapter 6, and you've heard me share this story. He uh, goes in the hills and begins to pray, Mark 6, 46. And it's late at night. The disciples are in their boat. They're in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on the land. And he sees in the Spirit, verse 48, that they were in serious trouble, the New Living Translation says. And they were rowing, and they were struggling against the wind and and waves. And about 3 o'clock, Jesus comes walking towards them, and he tested them. He intended, the Bible says, in verse 48, to pass them by. I believe this is a test. Okay? And he's saying, don't fear, don't panic. And they didn't even recognize the disciples that a visitation was in process. Because when they saw Jesus walking towards them, they didn't see anything good. They resorted to fear. They called him a ghost. They thought he was an evil spirit. A lot of people are looking at what's happening in the earth in this new decade, and they're calling things evil. They're looking only at evil, and they're being drawn to fear and missing what God's doing because they're only looking at the enemy. Right. And so watch what happens. Jesus says, don't be afraid, take courage, or don't fear. He gets in the boat, and then verse 52 is my next point. They didn't understand, the Scripture says, verse 52, the significance of, of the miracle of the loaves because just before Jesus tells them to get into the boat and he walks out on water he feeds the the multitudes with five loaves and two fish again something small something insignificant how can it 
minister to the nations. Okay? How can something emerge or blossom when it looks like the earth is shutting down? It looks like a plague of revelation. Right. And so they didn't understand that God uses a small lad, okay, something small, something insignificant, and a small five loaves and two fish from a picnic lunch and winds up ministering, healing, and, and blessing to the multitudes. That's powerful. The same right thing is getting ready to rise up out of this coronavirus height. This is height good right here. That is going to be so small, so seems so insignificant that it's going to break forth and it's going to be multiplied to bring a blessing that's going to release pharmaceutica, medical discoveries, mm -hmm. the economy. And you watch how this thing, as, as vicious as this has been in opposition to the people of the earth, God is going to be that much more determined with bringing things forth in acceleration. So something small, something insignificant, something shall emerge. And I believe it's going to be a vaccine very quickly. I believe that in my, my heart is, this is just my opinion as I've prayed about it, I believe it already exists and now they're just testing it. And it's about to come at a very accelerated rate. But even then, we're going to see the intervention of God in an amazing way. And uh, God said, <laughs> let me, well, it's one of the things he said to the United States. He said, uh, let me declare your independence. And that's what we're going to start seeing. All right. Uh, All right. But one of the things with this story that I want to share about the, the two small loaves and, and uh, or the five loaves and two small fish, one of the disciples said, what is this among so many? In other words, they couldn't see that anything small or insignificant could do anything good or be used to bless the multitudes. And I'm telling you what is about to emerge, the contrary, and how God is going to hit this thing right in its head. You're going to be shocked at, at what God does over these next few months, not only in the spring but through summer and even into the fall. We are heading into an amazing time of the Lord showing who's in charge. The last example of this, that God uses something small and insignificant. Do you remember the story of David and Goliath? Goliath was speaking great words of fear. He was a coronavirus. He, was, he, 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 he spoke so much. No, I'm going to tell you why. He's a, he's a, he's a coronavirus uh, okay. in, in, Old, right in Old Testament form. Okay, it, 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 it crippled the nation. Nobody wanted to get out and fight him. They were all quarantined to their tent. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And so he was... Man, he affected a whole nation. He was the plague, man. He was, he was the coronavirus. I love this. You go up against him, you're going to die. Don't go out of your tent. Right? What did God do? He used something small. In fact, it got attacked because they couldn't see that David was God's answer. And it was the opposite of fear. And God honored covenant. Just like he said in that prophecy that I said about the coronavirus, God's honoring covenant. Because David said, who's this uncircumcised Philistine? And God took not only a small boy, but a small stone and knocked that thing out contrary and took its head off and liberated yes. a people and a nation. And Thank that's you, what's getting ready to happen. Hallelujah. Right, we're going to wrap this up. Let me do this. It's so good. Oh, there's so much. There was a prophecy that came February 23rd, 2020. And this was about winds of change. So what am I saying to you? We had, we've had crazy winds here in Omaha since this prophecy. And, uh, and God was saying there's a change coming. That's why don't look at the coronavirus and get in fear. Start looking for what's going to start emerging with the contrary wind. 
the shift of how God's going to shift the United States, shift this planet, and what's going to... It can't be stopped in China. Listen, they were afraid of the protests. And, and, and it's just going to continue because that which is underground is going to come above ground. But, but think about this. This is the prophecy from February 23rd, 2020. God says, prepare yourself, prepare this nation for rains of cleansing and great winds of change that shall blow. For there's a window that this shall happen, not because you say you're entering into spring or summer months, but this that shall happen shall manifest great rains of cleansing upon this land and there will be great winds of change. Then God says, watch now the place of the Midwest, Texas, Louisiana. And then he says, what is this, Tennessee? For there are winds that will blow with great force. Now he was telling you that there was going to come destruction. That shall bring, though, watch the redemptive side, great change for what's about to take place over this nation. Now, we want to offer solution in a time of a prophetic uh, word like this. You know, we need to get behind churches, get behind people in, in Nashville and in Tennessee. Notice it was in Nashville. Why Nashville? Because if this signals winds of change, music always proceeds. Send Judah first and the battle will be won. Music always defines a generation or a decade. Come on. The Beatles, the Bee Gees, Elvis. Music defined, it was a sound that released something that defined a generation. It's the music capital of the world. And God is saying there's, even though the enemy tried to counter or wipe it out, I'm using a wind of change in the very place of the, of the music capital because sound always proceeds manifestation. There came a sound from heaven right. as a rushing mighty wind and then the manifestation tongues of fire. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you would like to hear a rebroadcast of the network live, visit knelradio.com or find our podcast on iTunes and podbean.com. To follow more news, insights, and stories, follow the network live on Facebook. If you would like more information about being a guest on the network live, contact us at thenetworklive.org. The network live will be back next week at 10 a.m. right here on KNEO Radio 95.3 FM and KNEORadio.com. I'm Debbie Rule. Thank you for listening today.